0: is a boost. All right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy, stay
1: focused. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
0: Good morning, guys. Welcome back to It's Me, Tinks, Almost Live, exclusively on Radio Andy, channel 102. We are taping the show early, so I'm going to be answering some of your voicemails and your emails, which I love doing. I especially love when you guys follow up because I am one nosy bitch and I like to know what happened. Don't forget, you can always email me at itsmetanks at SiriusXM.com or leave me a voicemail at 866-993-8267. Okay. I am on my cold plunge journey. I got a cold plunge. If you follow me on Instagram, you already know this. I got a cold plunge because... I was influenced by Lauren Bostic and Michael Bostic. They have a, they have a podcast too. They have a whole media empire. They're they're very smart people. I'm I think that they're one of the people that one of the influencers like collectively that that I follow the most and I'm most influenced by. Like I really follow them and I'm like you are my influencers. Like this is what I where I get my tips from especially with health stuff. They're very very on the nose about that stuff. They do a lot of research. They're very specific. So they have a cold plunge and they, they have a sauna too. They have a whole protocol. Um, and I don't know if you guys know about the Wim Hof method. And and this guy, he's obsessed with cold plunging. He's done all this research about why it's great for you. So I decided to get one in my yard and uh, I got the brand, the cold plunge. And I'm really trying to, I'm really trying to do this. I love little challenges like this. So it's like freezing. I, I mean, I, I set it at 55 And I'm trying to do I'm trying to build up. That's the whole thing. It's like you're supposed to build up. And there's all these health benefits. It's amazing for anxiety. That was the main reason that I got it. It's also supposed to be good for, you know, um, they they've done some research where it's like good for getting rid of the cells that are Predisposed to potentially mutate into cancer, like there's a lot of benefits. Um, so I'm start. I started at 55 degrees for three minutes, but I was like a massive wuss. I didn't put my arms in, didn't uh, put my ch- like chest in. Like basically, imagine a bathtub, and I'm like up to my boobs. So I'm g- I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It. I will say you kind of do get addicted to it. It's just like your own thing. I don't know. This is the year of like me biohacking. And I'm saying that with massive air quotes because it's like my version of biohacking. But um, anyway, please follow me on this journey. You're going to see me at the end of the year, like doing 10 minutes at 40 degrees. No problem. That's my goal. Anyway. um, All right. I want to start with an email on a topic that we have been talking a lot about recently. Tinks, My sister and I are obsessed with your podcast. Thank you. I can't tell you how many times I've been walking around my house ugly laughing because of how hilarious you are. Thank you again. Needless to say, we take your advice to heart and it's actually helped us improve in life and be badass bitches. I'm coming to you because we need your help ASAP. My sister is getting married soon and that means her bachelorette and her fiance's bachelor is coming up soon. Her fiance is planning to go to the strip club for his bachelor and my sister doesn't know how she feels about him getting a lap dance. What are your thoughts on strip clubs and getting a lap dance? Please help from uh, Ontario, Canada. Okay. So people are very split on this. When I put this, the poll up on my Instagram, I, I was so shocked with the massive variety of opinions on this topic. Some people completely fine with it. Some people completely opposed to it. Some people uh, like think it's fine if there's rules set in advance. Some people think it's fine if it's just a one-off occasion. For example, a bachelor party. Some of you said, hey, if he's going, I want to go with him because I think it's sexy and cool. And I actually want to back up and begin by saying some of you raised the issue that a lot of dancers uh or sex workers are exploited and that is obviously we can collectively agree very bad and I, my my take on it is like if if as long as the dancers and sex workers are being paid and they're, you know, it's not coercion and there's nothing nefarious about it, I think it's their body and they can do whatever they want with it. And I'm kind of like more power to you if that's helping you um, get paid and, and make money. And I was on Stripper Talk for a while on TikTok. and. You know, a lot of the a lot of the um sex workers are very empowered and they're like, no, I make like look at how much money I made in one night. This is helping me pay for school and whatever. So, yes, it's a very gray area. And there's there is a lot of bad shit and exploitation that goes on. So. Like, I'm looking at this from a perspective of I'm hoping that the establishments that these, you know, your boyfriends and husbands and whatever are going to are fair and and what have you. But I am acknowledging that that's not the case everywhere. And that's a real fucking shame. Okay, so she doesn't feel great about it, I guess. I guess I would love to know what the conversation was like between your sister and her fiance. Was he was he like, whoa, I'm going to go to a strip club. Ha, Ha ha ha. Or was he like, babe, like, I think, you know, it would be funny. It's like, you know, tradition, whatever. Like, I think it would be cool. I guess it really comes down to like intention, right? Like, let's look at an extreme case. Obviously, if your your partner is going to a strip club, you know, multiple times a month and it's like his favorite place to hang out. Yeah, I would say that that, you know, requires further investigation and like why, why does he feel the need. But if it's like a bachelor party to me, I don't consider that to be worrisome, I guess. I don't think that it's cool. Like I don't I think that it's how can I put this? I don't want to offend sex workers or dancers in any way. I think what they do is beautiful. And again, if they're getting paid more power to them, but I think that when men like need to go a lot, like, I think that those men are losers. Um, I do, I'm sorry. Um, you know, if you are going there to get some sort of a sexual fix, um, as a guy regularly, then to me that says, you know, you're not able to get get that in real life or like there's some issue there it's kind of like the same as when guys follow a lot of instagram models and like they like them and they're like commenting on their shit like fire emojis i'm like no there's nothing quote wrong with it it just for me that turns me off and i don't think that i would ever be with a type of person who did that if that makes sense um i understand that batch bachelor parties it's a tradition to go And in that, in that sense, I would reassure your sister that I don't think it's like a sexual thing. I think it's more of like a fun party thing. I've been to strip clubs and they are fun. Like they can be super fun and like the music is great and it's more of like a, like a loose vibe than a normal club. And it just like, you know, it, it can be really beautiful and fun and cool and sexy to watch. So it, to me, it sounds like your sister should just talk to her fiance her fiance beforehand and be like, What are the ground rules like I'm assuming that you're just going with your friends like I don't know if I feel comfortable getting you a lap dance or like asking him like why he wants to get a lap dance or whatever um it's all about comfortability and it's all about her boundaries. One thing that I will say I know for sure is that she has to set those boundaries, right? Because if she doesn't, if she's kind of like, yeah, I mean, I guess you can go and then he goes and then she's upset, like that's not fair. So I would say talk about it in advance. Um, It's a complex issue. It's about trust. It's about um, boundaries. It's about sexuality. It's about gender roles. It's about objectification. Like there's so many threads here and I think it's really all about finding what works for you and your partner and how you feel comfortable talking about it and you should feel comfortable talking to them about it i mean when i put up the question a lot of you wrote to me and were like you know if he talked about it with me in advance i wouldn't mind it's like you know sometimes that's how bachelor parties go but if it was like oh like he wound up at a strip club and like didn't tell me about it yeah like that seems not great But again, I think sometimes guys do that, like sometimes, okay, they're on a night out and I'm not (laughs) I'm not defending men because I would never. But like I think that sometimes they're on a night out and they're clubbing and then their friends are like, oh, let's go to a strip club. Let's keep the party going because sometimes they stay open later and then they end up there and like nothing happens. But they're worried about being judged or like that they're going to be in trouble, quote. And so then they don't then they lie. And then that's where there's a big problem. So to me what this all really comes down to is just like super open communication about sex, about being turned on, about, you know, what you like and what you don't like and like where your boundaries lie with that shit. Like if you're not comfortable at all with doing that, then communicate with that to your partner. I think that that's fair. I don't think that there's a universal rule here. You have to find what works for you and what works for your partner. So in this case, I would say have her talk to him in advance and figure it out. And then truly don't worry about it. Because if you don't have that trust, then that that's like a way bigger issue, right? You have to have trust in a relationship and you have to have open communication and fairness. I hope that helps. Okay, let's take a voicemail and hope that it's not about (laughs) strip clubs.
2: Hi, this is Elizabeth uh, from Paris, and this message is for Tinks. Um, I called a few months ago about being frustrated at work, and you were tremendous help, so thank you so much. Um, It just gave me all the tools to make that better. But I'm not actually calling for that. I'm calling regarding female friendships and um, the pod you made and the book Olive that you recommended that I read. And my question was, I'm actually really stressed out about my female relationships changing. I'm 29 and, you know, everyone is in their 30s. And I feel like we're at a time where it's literally like half of us are partying and getting drunk and, you know, hungover at work on a Wednesday. And half of us are pregnant with like their first child. And there's such a huge gap that's going on. And I don't know where I lie in between these two things. And I might want to have a kid soon, but I'm really worried that it will change all my relationships, especially with my girlfriends who are in a different place in their lives. And I'm kind of afraid of being isolated. So yeah, I just wanted to know if you had any recommendations about how to go about it and, you know, positive thoughts. Hope you're doing well.
0: Bye. Hi, I'm so glad you followed up. So this, your question is on the minds of essentially 99% of 30 something year olds out there. I think we all have anxiety about change. I think we all have anxiety about growing apart from our friends and being in different life stages, whether you're going in one direction or the other, you know, whether you're thinking about having a baby or you're thinking about moving to a different country to take an exciting new job. Everybody's worried about that. And that's why ultimately, even though I bang on about the importance of female friendships and they are important in everything I say, I believe, even though all that stuff, you have to quiet the noise and think, what is right for me? when it comes to these big life changes. Because when I say timelines don't exist and when I say you're not ahead and you're not behind, that is really the core of what I want to say to you right now. That's the truth. And my biggest fear is that women do things because they feel rushed or they feel pressured by outside sources. And that's why you have to completely quiet the noise. Because everything else will take care of itself. You will grow in and out of closeness with your friends you know like i said in that episode it ebbs and flows you will find new friends you will reconnect with old friends like all of that stuff you can't engineer that here here this is actually a good point Woo, i thought of a good one you can't engineer your life too much. Like you can't, we plan and God laughs. You can't say, oh, I'm going to delay having a baby so that I can be closer with my friends because I don't want them to feel left out or, oh, I'm not going to move because I don't want my friends who have kids to feel like I'm leaving them in the dust or whatever like that. It just, it life doesn't work that way. You have to be at peace with the decisions that you make. You have to be happy with your choices. You you know, I I posted this thing on Instagram today, actually, that was like, make sure that in 5 years you have the life you built and not the or the life you chose and not the life you settled for choose your choices whether it's have a baby whether it's not have a baby whether it's party whether it's be hungover whether it's host a hosted dinner party whatever it is choose your choices and everything else will fall into place in fact the more that you quiet the noise and the more you listen to yourself and what you are your that inner voice in your head is saying to do, the more easily everything will fall into place. The second you stop worrying about, oh my God, what are my friends doing? And oh my God, like I'm 32 and I don't have a kid and what blah blah, blah blah. The second you stop with all that stuff and just really focus on what you want, the better it'll be. And we all have that voice. We all have that little voice inside of us. And she's like, you know, I think you might be ready to have a baby. But what happens is we listen to all these, you know, external sources and we, you know, that say we should get married or say that we should do this or say that we should do that. And then, and then that little voice gets confused or she gets drowned out by all the other shit that's going on. But we all have her. You just got to listen to her. Maybe you are ready to have a baby. Maybe you'll be the first in your friend group. And that's a beautiful fucking thing. And if you do have a baby soon, you know what? Your friends will all come around and they're going to love that baby and they're going to help you. And when they have kids, they're going to be like, oh, my God, like, tell me what to do. How did you deal with this? I can't believe you did it. Like, this is so brave of you. Like, everything else will fall into place. You'll make new friends who are moms. It, like, you have to march to the beat of your own drum. You have to release the anxiety that everybody's in a different place because they are. That's life. And as we, as women become more empowered and we have more options and we can freeze our eggs and we can, you know, have surrogates and we can do IVF and we can get promotions and we, as we inch closer to having equal pay and, and better maternity leave and all that shit, like we have more options and we are going to continue to be on completely different planes as our friends in our thirties and forties and beyond, but that doesn't disconnect us from them at all. Okay. Okay they ebb and flow. Yes, I'm I'm acknowledging that. But what matters is you. What matters is the integrity you have for yourself. When you look back at your life, you want to say, "Well, yeah, then I woke up one day and I realized that I was ready to have a baby, so I did." Not, "Oh, well, then I was like, you know, I was worried about my friends, so I like didn't have a kid for a couple years or I didn't take that job or whatever it is." You have to be true to yourself. And that's all that matters. I love you. I hope that helped.
3: Hey Tinks, I am a mom of a girl that's about to turn 21 and I've recently discovered your show. I'm always struck by the young women that are trying to convince themselves that the guy is into them when they're not and I'm now faced with that situation with my daughter. Um, She, you know, is in love with the boy who just I don't think feels the same way but I don't honestly know because we've not met and she's tried to walk away a few times and somehow you know, they find their way back to each other for a little while and then it ends and I know she's heartbroken but she's not talking to me about it so I don't know what advice you have Um, I made the same mistakes when I was young and I wish my young self would have listened to my old self now so thanks
0: oh, you're a good mom. I know it's it's so painful to feel, you know, to see someone you love just kind of go back to the person over and over again. And, you know, it's it's heartbreaking. I feel probably one percent of what you do because it's your own daughter. But I feel sad when girls write to me and they're like, oh, like, you know, he's not calling me back and, you know, not you know, he doesn't remember my last name, but um, do you think he likes me? Like, it breaks my heart. So I can't imagine what you're feeling for your own daughter, but you're a caring mom, and that's so wonderful, and I'm glad she has that in her life. Um, here are some things that, if I were you, I would try to talk to her about. I would try to impress upon her that when a guy likes you, he, you'll know. It's very obvious, and then I would say everyone deserves To have that feeling of a guy really, really, really liking them. And it should feel kind of easy. Like it should feel almost overwhelming how much they wanna see you and talk to you and text you. And they will not fuck around if they like you. That's just how it works. I mean, you could try to explain box theory to her, which is, as you know, my theory that, you know, guys kind of decide pretty early on what they want. Do they want to just hook up, keep it casual? Do they want to date you or do they want nothing to do with you? And sadly, it sounds like, you know, your daughter is in this kind of situationship where he's not going to commit to her, but he's going to rope her back in every couple months or every couple weeks because he can. That's the other thing is like she's allowing him to do this, which is like kind of the painful part as a mom to watch. You're just like, no. Uh, I would also say to her, why don't you try to just not speak to him for a while? Why don't you try for like three weeks and see how you feel, like fully cut communication? Because what will probably happen is if she stops putting in effort, he'll drop off too. And then you can say to her, you want someone who wants to put in effort. You want someone who wants to text you all the time and who wants to take you out. And you can also try to explaining to her that sometimes you have to like let go of these people so that the right person can come along. And that's like a powerful um, visualization to make, right? Like if she leaves this guy alone, then it makes space for someone else to to come in to her life. Also, you could remind her that like we accept the love that we think we deserve and tell her that you know she deserves someone who's obsessed with her and head over heels for her and that it can and will happen for her and that it doesn't need to be this arduous and it doesn't need to be stressful and uh, feel like a chore and that all this back and forth is just it's draining her energy and her time and her energy so precious so precious time is the only limited resource we have and yet we give it away to people who really don't deserve it so I would try to tell her that too and I would try to tell her that I know it feels like the end of the world and that he's like the best thing that's ever happened. But she's going to look back in a year. Tell her this. This always really helps me. Like in a year, she's going to look back and be like, I can't believe I was so caught up on this guy. I really can't believe it. Uh, This is insane. And tell her maybe you haven't you have a story. Like, I mean, I when I give advice, I always try to give an experience from my own life so that people I don't know. I feel I find that comforting. Maybe you have one from when you were younger and dating and tell her that she's so young and that you know you don't need a guy to have fun and she's in just such a happy era of her life and that she should stop talking to him go hang out with her friends take a course uh get a new hobby do anything but fuck around with this loser i love you and i hope that helps okay we are going to take a very quick break but i'll be answering more of your voicemails right after this so keep listening So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool so you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away Whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash
1: host. This is a big year. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem
4: of a detour.
0: Welcome back to It's Me Tanks, almost live exclusively on Radio Andy. Okay, I have an email. Let's see how many times... I fumble and stumble on this email that I'm about to read you. Hi, Tinks. Really respect your advice and opinion, so I thought I would reach out. I was recently in a couple-month-long situationship with a guy I'll call John that is really messing with my head. John, 31, and I, 24, met working together, but we are freelancers, so only work together on specific jobs here and there. We became friends and have a lot of mutual friends. That also causes us, us to overlap. We had been we had both been in long-term relationships which recently ended and hooked up shortly after. We both were not looking for a relationship anytime soon so it felt like a mutually beneficial situation. The communication started out consistent every day or every few days, and we were hanging out every other week, sometimes more. Around the holidays, I started feeling him pull away, texting less frequently, and our hangouts were often group events. It culminated in me asking to hang out before I left for a trip and him ignoring me and texting back a week later about something completely unrelated. Since I've been back, he has continued to reach out, be flirty, sometimes sexual, but hasn't initiated any kind of a hangout. And This kind of behavior wouldn't really surprise me from a random douchey dude, but it's been a hard pill to swallow from someone I consider a friend and someone I will certainly continue to work with in professional settings. I'm down bad and these mixed signals are driving me crazy. I thought about saying something to him since at the end of the day we are friends and have a really close relationship, or so I thought, but I get insecure and insecure and fearful of the confrontation I really feel like spending time with him hooking up and want want that to continue but I don't want to chase someone who doesn't feel the same any thoughts thanks for your podcast okay I feel like if I called any one of my followers out there right now you guys could just pick what I'm gonna say which is that you are in the hookup box and that's fine but there are there are no mixed signals he's he's being clear he doesn't value your time you know and he doesn't respect your time because he's kind of wishy-washy you know texting you here and there and you might be friends with him and it might be good sex and you might be completely fine with the situation and that's fine but there are no mixed signals he's being clear what you are to him so now it's up to you to decide whether you're okay with that or not Um, you can decide that this is fine but in that case I would say match his energy right? This is a perfect time to use that mantra. Matches energy. You know, text him to have sex, text him to hang out, but don't put in a lot of effort. You know, I would try to stop thinking about him as a friend because he's really not your friend because a friend isn't someone who ghosts someone for a week and fucks around with them. So I would caution you against viewing him as a friend. I would think about him as like a hookup buddy. Um, I would think about him as a you know someone who you enjoy spending time with, but it's not that serious. I would definitely the only thing that worries me is the fact that you say, "Um, I'm down bad," right? Like that that worries me because if you have caught feelings for him, then you're probably not okay with this situation. In which case, I would say you need to cut it, and and you can either I mean, I would just text him and be like, "Hey, um." You know, it's been really fun what we've been doing these past couple of months, but you know, I've realized it's not for me. Obviously, we're still gonna see each other because we have mutual friends and we work together, but um, I'd like to be friends from here on out. Honestly, you should do that. I'm telling you from an outside perspective, and also you're 24, he's 31. That's another thing that I just forgot. He's 31 years old, you're 24. It's not like a bad age difference, but the power dyna- dynamic is definitely skewed here. He's literally just fucking around with you. Like, I, I really don't want to sound harsh. I'm trying to give you tough love because I have been you multiple times. But he's literally just using you for validation. You're probably amazing and cool and fun and, and funny and bring a lot to his life. But like, he didn't text you for a week. Don't you think that you deserve someone who texts you when you ask to hang out? text you back even to say no don't you think that you deserve that spoiler alert you do so what I would say is send him that text move on with your life now will he probably come crawling back because men always come back or their or their lives get worse yes but I would really caution you like he had his shot if he wanted to take you on a date or whatever he could have but he didn't and you deserve someone who does so i know you might not be ready for a relationship yet and that's fine but i would i would at least casually date people who uh i would at least casually date people who are respectful of you i hope that that didn't hurt your feelings it wasn't meant to i just don't want you to get hurt and i don't want you to have unrealistic ex- expectations the point of box theory is that it's empowering right it's empowering now you know what the cards are you can you can play the hand you're dealt i love you Okay, let's listen to a voicemail.
4: Hi, this is a question for Tinks. Um, I am 23, so I'm pretty early in my career. I've been working in corporate America for about two years, and I just found out that my role has been dissipated, quote-unquote, so my I don't not have a job. They're trying to find a position for me at my current company, but I'm really worried about Kind of getting stuck with the job that either nobody wants or something that doesn't align with my career goals. And they paid me to relocate, so I have to stay until August. So I just kind of want some advice um, on what to do if I get a role that doesn't align with what I want to do or just kind of what to do in this limbo time because it's really stressful and I've never gone through a restructure because I'm so early in my post-college corporate career so any advice would be great thank you
0: okay so you said you're early first of all I'm sorry there's so much shit going down in corporate right now so many people are losing their jobs so many people are having their roles dissolved and it's very stressful and I just want to acknowledge anyone out there going through this it is stressful and I'm sorry and the way to get through it is to just be calm and take it Very sensibly, and just try to plan as much as you can and know that it's not personal and know that you'll be okay. And just really try to be strategic about how you spend your time. So, you have to stay till August, and that is like a little bit of a limbo time. Like, it's annoying, right? We're in January, February, and it's like you have to stay. I wouldn't phone it in. Like, let me put it that way. I wouldn't just be like, "Oh, fuck it." Like, fuck this company. Uh, As you know, I believe like how you do anything is how you do everything, and I think that you should do everything as if your favorite person or your idol is watching. That's two of my professional um, mantras, ideologies, whatever you're gonna call it. And um, I would kind of view this time till August as a gift because you've got to stay. You you know, they they paid for your relocation. Okay, fine. And I would. Use this time to network your ass off and think about what you do want for your next role. Because if they give you a role that you know is, doesn't align with your professional goals, then okay, you can leave in August and that's fine. And that's a lot of time to look for another job and have something else lined up or talk to a million people and get ideas of what you might want to do next try hard because you never know and you everyone you work with like they're going to go on and have new jobs and especially with all this restructuring you never know where people are going to end up but I would really view this as like time for you to do research and to find out what could be a next good move for you because I mean assume that they do give you a job that doesn't align with your professional goals or whatever like you have to assume I mean not not expect the worst or you know whatever but I think I would prepare for the worst and it's not even the worst because it's like you're getting paid till August you have to stay till August and then and then you can do whatever you want and I know that that can sound daunting but because you're not like you don't have to like literally kill yourself at work right now you have that extra energy and time to uh meet people for coffee and I'm talking about like literally anyone I I spoke about this in the passion episode but like if you ever meet someone and they have a cool job that has nothing to do with your job just be like can I take you to coffee like it would mean so much to me I'm early in my career and you seem so passionate about your job and I'm just wondering like how you got here and just listen to their story because they might say one thing that sparks one thing in your head or they might know a person who knows a person you never know So I really encourage you to take those meetings. Cold email. I believe in the cold email. I believe in the cold DM. DM someone. Hey, I'm obsessed with your company. I think it's so cool. Are there any openings? Can I take you to coffee? Whatever. Be polite. Know your worth. Know your strengths. Brush up your resume. Get it all ticked and tied and ready to go. And view this as kind of like an exploration period where you're getting paid. I love you. You're going to be totally fine.
5: So I have a question. Or more so of a scenario. So my roommate and best friend Isabel um she has been in a relationship for a while and um kinda has just been super on and off about her boyfriend. Her boyfriend is pretty insecure. Um, she kinda deals with a lot of security issues that kind of affect her life. like I think he's been through some past relationships where he's been cheated on and stuff, but um He kind of puts it on her. He doesn't want to go out anymore, but she loves going out and doing things. And I feel like she feels like she can't do it without him now. And I just hate seeing her in this situation where she feels held back. And I just feel like every three months, she breaks down to me and is like, I want to break up with him. Uh, Like, I deserve better. Like, I know I'm not going to marry this guy. And I'm like, all right, like, I'm here for you. Like, I'll be there with you through the breakup. And then, like, a day later, she's like, oh, okay, never mind. Like, we're all good. We're all fine. And it's just, like, a really repetitive pattern that I feel like I'm kind of becoming a part of now because she kind of leans on me for advice and for support. And it's just I just, as a friend, I want to be a good friend to her, obviously, but I don't really know where to stand now, you know. So I just stay out of it completely. But I also don't want it to drive, like, a barrier between our friendship because she's literally, like, my best friend and sister and roommate, so... I
0: would appreciate any help or advice. Thank you. Hi. Okay. So my usual rule for when you hate your friend's boyfriend or, you know, when they're having issues like this and it's a repetitive cycle is you you have kind of one shot to say something. And once you've said your piece, you kind of have to let them do their thing. However, in this case, it sounds like it really is a cycle that involves you. And that's not fair. Right? Because she's putting you in a really unfair position. So you don't want to be caught in the middle of it. You're in pain watching her in pain. You're probably pretty fucking tired of having the same conversation every three months or whatever. So the next time, this is what I would advise. If I were in your position, this is what I would do. The next time she comes to you for one of these breakdowns and she starts to bitch about her boyfriend, I would say very calmly and in a really loving way, like, dude, I love you. And I want to be there for you, but this is a pattern and I'm just wondering if you want just me to comfort you or do you want advice? Right? That's such a powerful question to put at someone. And just explain to her be like, I feel like you do this every couple of months and it it's hard for me because I see you in pain and I hear all these negative things about him and then you just go back like nothing happened. So If you're fine and you just want to vent, I'm here for you, but I I need to know because this pattern is making me sad for you. That's a really powerful thing to say to a friend. And listen, you have to be prepared for her to go, no, I, I literally just want to vent. And that's one of the hardest pills to swallow. Because for me personally, I don't actually like listening to people vent. I mean, I'm there for my friends, of course, but I'm a very action oriented person. So it's really hard for me when people just want to vent. And I'm like, okay, like, where's this going? You're just getting let off steam. Like, do you have a therapist for this? Like, you know, whatever. I like to make a plan. I like to make a list. I'm like, let's make Let's make a strategy so it can be difficult. But I think if you I think in this case, it sounds like she's just getting very comfortable with this pattern and she probably feels stuck. Right. So many people feel stuck in their relationships. So many people just feel like they are like in Groundhog Day, like they are literally like living the same thing and they just feel like scared and then they chicken out and they know that they should do it. And then they feel guilty and ashamed because they don't do it. So she's got a lot of shit swirling around her head too but it's not your it's not your job to like to do this every couple months like you're her friend and you're a good friend obviously you care a lot you called me and like you you're thinking about her and you don't want her to be in pain but you know it's difficult for you and i would really try to explain that in a non-threatening way don't be like this makes me depressed but be like it makes me sad because you know i i think you deserve to be happy all the time and you know when you tell me these things it really bumps me out that that you have to go through this, you know, every couple of months. So if there's anything I can do to support you, but really ask her, be like, do you want to vent or do you want advice? And just lay it all out. Just lay it all out. It will really, it'll really, I hope, and I think kind of wake her up because sometimes you need that call out to be like, oh, whoa, I have been doing this pattern like every month for the past six months. And it's like, sometimes that's what you need. Like, you need a kick in the ass. And if she's like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really caught in this bad pattern. Like, I feel stuck. Reassure her. Be like, it will be okay. Like, this is the worst part. That's something that's really powerful that I always tell people is like, if you're in that feeling where you feel like you have to break up with someone and you're like stuck and you're stuck and you're like, you feel sick every time and like you feel, you know, just nauseous. That's the worst part. That's worse than the breakup. And that's definitely worse than the sadness after. Because sadness, it sucks, but at least you like, it's the devil you know, right? It's the devil you know. Having that weighing over your head, oh my God, awful, awful. So that's what I would do. Um, you're a good friend, but something needs to change.
6: My name is Amy, and I'm calling from Orange County, California. Um, and I just have a quick question on how I should move forward with this dude so there's literally nothing like he is an absolute nobody but I just felt bad and completely ghosting him so long story short I've been on maybe five dates with this boy and he is a year older than me he's a pijam, like precious gem of a man like there is pretty much nothing wrong with him but there's just no sexual romantic chemistry there and I absolutely need to be able to just look at the person dating and want to rip their clothes off you know what, it's just not there for me. So long story short, another part of this whole thing is that he travels for work, um, like, 90% of the times. So he has gone pretty much throughout the entire work week and comes back on the weekends. And he always asks me to get dinner, I want to say, like, two to three weeks in advance, which is great. But, like, there's no conversation in between. Like, we don't talk about anything other than, like, work and whatnot on these dates. Also, he slid up into my DMs this past weekend, asked like how the drink I had on my story was, then asked how I was. Like he was continuing the conversation over Instagram, then asked me over Instagram DMs,
7: um,
6: can I take you on a date on Monday? And I said, you can text me over the weekend and see if I'm still free Monday, and we can go from there. But basically, like, I just need to under, need to know how I should kind of end things with him because there really is no need to continuously going on dates with this person. Like, I don't think he likes me. I know I don't like him. There's no reason to be going on these dinner dates with this man who I have, who I see no future with. We're both too old to be doing that. So how do I just tell him like, hey, like, like, do I just tell him like, hey, you so much for wanting to take me on these dates, but like, there's just no romantic chemistry, and I don't want to continue wasting our time, like? And he's also never tried kissing me and it's been about four days. So four or five days So um so yeah, thanks so much. And I hope you answer my question. Thanks, tanks.
0: Hi. So that's exactly what you say. You answer the question yourself. It is time for the anti ghost text. Let's pull it up, shall we? You say something like an okay you you, all, you guys always clown me because of like the way that I say it, but this is in my voice. Like this is the bones of the message. You can, you can switch it up however you want, right? You can write it in however verbiage is right for you. But this is the bones of the message. Hi, next time he texts you, or don't even wait. Just text him right now. Don't waste your time. You're right. Just be like, hey, it's been so great getting to know you these past couple weeks. Um, I. Thought about it. And I don't feel a romantic spark. I don't want to waste either of our times because I know we're looking for the real thing. Um, I think you're really cool. And I wanted to be completely honest with you. Um, hope you have a great day. X, whatever. Put it in your own words, but that's exactly what you say. And I know that it feels funny. I know that it feels gaggy. I know it feels like boo jiggity. But you know what? Once you do it, once you send that text once, You feel so good in yourself. It's like doing a wheatgrass shot. Like it's hard to do it. But then after you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm a good person. It's the best. And it's good dating karma. It's good dating karma. Okay. Be honest. There's no reason to go on another date with this man. You know, you're right. Why are you wasting both your times? Who cares? It's fine. Send the text. Be on your merry way. There's probably a really exciting dude right around the corner. Love you. Hi, Tings. This
8: is Heather from Portland, Oregon, um, and I'm uh, 36 years old. I had to think about it. Um, I My question for you is that I started talking to a guy back in February, and we developed a pretty quick connection. But then, and at one point, I even questioned, like, I don't know if you're looking for a relationship to him, and he reassured me that he was. Um, and then soon after I, as we, things were amping up, um, connection wise, he kind of panicked and was like, I can't do this. I'm having kind of, um, I don't know. He said that he feels like he's fucked up in the head from his last relationship, um, and that he needs to to work on that. And he doesn't know if he'll ever be able to be in a relationship again, um, which is quite different than how things started. And he's almost like he's trying to push me away. Either way, fast forward, we've kind of we were a little bit of a situation ship for a little while where we would hook up, hang out. We have kids the same age, so we hang out with the kids. Um, my problem is is that since I have developed a great friendship with him, and I talk to him daily, I talk to him about everything. Uh, he talks to me about a lot. He's he's not as open as I am, but. Um, How do you deal with having someone you, I mean, because I I feel like I'm probably in love with him. Um, How do you deal with being in love with a best friend and not wanting to lose them? Um, And I really want to be with him. I'm hoping that he'll eventually come around, but I'm, you know, I I know that I shouldn't wait around for him. And I'm not going to, but it's hard because I care about him a lot. I would love to hear your opinion on this. Thank you so much.
0: Hi. That took a different turn than what I thought it was going to be. You kind of, you in the fourth quarter, you were like, and by the way, I'm in love with him. So woof, I. That's more difficult, and I'm sorry, and I've been there. Um, I I think you have to tell him. I think that that is going to set you free, either which way. Uh, and I know that that sounds like maybe you'll lose him, but I don't think that it will. If you guys are best friends and you have this bond, my thought with this is that you're holding this all in and it's like this immense feeling and he might not know maybe he does know it doesn't really matter uh and you just kind of need to get it out this is one of those things where it's just it's better when it's outside of your body it will be a great relief even if he says what because let's talk it through what's the worst case scenario he says i'm sorry i'm not in love with you and i'm still not ready for a relationship you go mm, okay all right But then at least you lived your truth and at least you told him, and at least you can sleep at night, right? Because it's easier to be sad than it is to not know, I think. I think you've got to tell him. Sit him down. Say, you have come to mean so fucking much to me. I love hanging out with you. I love your kids. I love that you love my kids. I love talking to you about all the mundane shit in my day, and I really have strong feelings for you. I think I might be in love with you. And he's going to be like, oh, oh, wow. okay, that's big. And where you go from there is up to you. You know, if he says, I'm not in love with you, say, okay. And, you know, it'll be up to you. Maybe you want to take space from him, but maybe you don't. Maybe you don't need to. Maybe it's enough to just say it. There's nothing embarrassing about this. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. We are put on earth to love and be loved. And you never know. Maybe he'll say, well, that made me think about things differently you got to tell him. Hi, um, I just had a question for Tanks. My
7: name is Katrielle. Um, I go to Ohio State. Um, so basically, I was talking to this guy and he really liked me at first, like texting me, like literally nonstop. We just met. He's like a friend of a friend. We went on a date. I wasn't like really feeling it. I just couldn't really tell. Kind of told him, hey, like I'll let you know in the future if I'm free, but I'm really busy right now. I ended up, texting him the next weekend and we hung out and we we hung out a few times ever since and i kind of like really didn't like him and then i started to like him recently and i told him that and now all of a sudden he's saying he doesn't want a relationship and like not texting me and and even though we were texting during the time where i told him i didn't want a date but we were still like hanging out and stuff like I just don't know. I'm not sure. Like we had a whole conversation and maybe it like turned him off and I was being like a little annoying, but I'm not sure if he's just giving me a taste of my own medicine per se or if he's actually not interested anymore since I sort of hurt him and whatever. But yeah, I just would love your input on this. Um yeah, so thank you. Bye.
0: Ugh, we always want what we can't have. So frustrating. I'm so sorry. That is so annoying. I think ultimately You know, is he giving you a taste of your own medicine? That would be pretty maniacal. That would be pretty like Disney villain of him. And I don't know if like a college kid has that in him. If he does, then honestly, that scares the shit out of me. I think it's probably like, you know, it was casual before. Maybe you jumped the gun a little bit with your telling him that you didn't like him or you didn't want to hang or whatever. And he's kind of just like, yeah, whatever now. I wonder how much of you being attracted to him and thinking about him is because you 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 said no or you can't have him and like he did the switch up and changed the vibe, and how much is because how much did you actually really start to like him? I guess I guess that's what I would ask you is like, do you actually really like this guy? Like, yes, you want to hang with him more. Yes, you kind of want him to take you on dates again and whatever. But is has anything actually changed, or are you just kind of like? Are you bored? I guess I'm going to ask the tough question. Are you just bored? Are you kind of just like regretting it a little bit? Maybe new no new guys have come around. Let me ask you this. If a new guy came into your life who was like perfectly hot, super sexy, hit on you, like, would you even be thinking about this dude? I think probably not. One thing I always used to do is like if I was in a period of boredom and like no boy, if there was like a drought of boys, I'd always think about like the last guy that I dated and be like, well, maybe, you know, maybe there was something there. Like maybe I should go on another date with him. It's perfectly normal. But I just I don't know whether this is the juice is worth the squeeze here. Personally, I think you should just leave it alone. It's you know, there's already been all this back and forth. Will he probably come around again once you stop texting him and once you stop trying to hang out with him? Probably because men always come back or their lives get worse, but it's not really worth your time and energy. Just just leave it. That's my advice. This is a case where you should just leave it and walk away. Okay, I think we have time for one more quickie voicemail.
8: Hi, this is Katie calling for tanks. I need some big sister to big sister advice. My younger sister called me yesterday saying that she got cheated on by her boyfriend of about 4 months um seemed you know completely hoodwinked by this guy a girl slid into her dms and confirmed she hooked up with him um over the weekend so my question for you is how do i best support her without you know just wanting to slash his tires uh how do i you know, continue to support her in future relationships and really, you know, make sure that she is can love again, I guess. So big sister to big sister would really appreciate your advice. Thanks, thanks.
0: Oh, you're a great sister. And I'm so sorry that happened to your little sister. Being cheated on is one of the most jarring and nauseating experiences. But here's what you have to tell her. It has nothing to do with her. It really doesn't. It has nothing to do with her. And I think that that's such a pitfall that so many young women fall into when they get cheated on is like, what did I do? What does she have that I don't all this and that you have to tell her it has nothing to do with you. And just encourage her not to internalize this as a personal thing this is a shortcoming on his part this is a weakness of his character really focus on that so that she doesn't think oh no what could I have done differently that's like the main thing that I always worry about when when people get cheated on and then say try to say like you know what I'm glad you found out now. And it means that you're one step closer to finding someone who's actually good and better. And this is not a pattern. This is not necessarily going to happen again to you. This is just a shortcoming on his part and fuck him for doing that. And just keep doing what you're doing because you sound like an absolutely fabulous big sister. And I also have an entire episode on cheating. You could have her listen to or listen to it together and then maybe discuss it. But nothing that she did everything that he did uh you guys you've been listening to it's meetings almost live exclusively on radio andy remember live ama is every wednesday 8 a.m pacific and you can also listen to this episode as a podcast uh anytime i will see you guys on friday lots of love. bye
1: this is a big year